0: Hi, this is Ben K, the Charlie FC Groundsman, on the Drunkard United Football Show. And you're with the gruesome Twosome Sams.
1: I love it. I love right? it. Close personal friend of the show, Ben K. Yes, absolutely you know? close personal friend of the show. I tell you what, Sam, Northwest uh, Derby this uh, weekend, kind of like Missionary. It was great to be getting laid, but were both parties really enjoying it? Didn't seem like it, did it? Let's start the show
0: Red to me, a fan of fucking Everton. Punch me in the eye and drink your rye. Sam Houston. Sam Houston. Arsenal fans have another Sam. Ray J, the fucking Gooner Graham. of the lord, looks great in shorts. Sam, Sam Graham. Sam Graham. Fucking you, man.
1: Gotta admit, for a second, I doubted her uh, ability to do two things at once. Hello, and welcome to the Drunk United Football Show, a completely biased recap of the English Premier League. It's told by two common American schmucks. I'm your host, Sam Houston, and across the way from me, Needing juice in his head, Samuel Graham. What's up, guys? (laughs) How much? Well done, producer Mel. Taking the photo, remembering to unmute and everything. I Color me impressed because I was looking with the big eyes. I don't know if you noticed. I was all "Mm," (laughs) big old eyes looking at you.
2: And I'm even still fading out the music while I'm (laughs) grinning at (laughs) you.
1: Look at you. We're recording at Studio H, just outside our nation's capital. You can check us out on all podcast platforms. Please be sure to rate, subscribe, review, and share with your footballing friends. Uh, by the way, did get a couple of uh, iTunes reviews, which was nice. Uh, got one from Gecko, Did exactly what we said. whole lot of uh, five stars, D-B-A-C. And then the other one doesn't count, although I appreciate it. It was my wife. Um, so <laughs> that means there's lots of you who listen on iTunes or Apple podcast. Take a second. All you got to do, five stars, D-B-A-C. Not asking for a a diatribe about the show. Just five stars, DBAC. Yep. Should you want to chat with us, there is many ways that you can. Sam Graham, tell the good people how they can get in touch.
3: Of course. Uh, On the social medias, we are at Football Show. That's Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And it really is us, uh, Mining the DMs. So make sure you get in touch during games or if you have any questions about whiskey or Or uh, any booze for that matter. Um, Also, uh, we still have an email, even though that's kind of archaic nowadays. Uh, It's dufootballshow at gmail.com to get in touch that way. Uh, And that's usually Big Sam uh, checking it because I can't be asked. Well, you certainly can't be
1: bothered. That's for (laughs) damn sure. It's Um, admin. (laughs) Admin. And we got, and we even we even answer our messenger and all that good stuff too. Yeah, and- that's it. So make sure also to to find the closed
3: group as well as give the show us a, a like on uh, on the social medias. And that's our Facebook closed group is Drunkard United Football Show. Um, oh no, I'm sorry, Drunkard United Foot- Football F- Club. Yeah, I'm sorry, Drunkard
1: United FC.
3: Yeah, um, that's Just where we talk. Fucked it all. I know. <laughs> we have too many outlets. Word, words <laughs> this, are hard. Um, that's where we do most of the banter, obviously. you Keep track of uh, all the meme-making, all the uh, the banter, the shit talk. Um, we talk during games on there as well. Um, so it's a great
1: way to stay in touch, and we've I feel like we've created a cool little community there, man. Really fun community. Sam and myself both work in the wine and spirit industry and both have a deep, passionate love for all things distilled spirits. So as the red-blooded Americans we are, we vow to have a drink in our hand throughout this show and every single show. Uh Sam? we got a top 20 from a place you would never expect to get a whiskey from.
3: Yeah, I didn't know they made whiskey at all. Yeah. Uh, actually, but they can make
1: whiskey anywhere in the world.
3: Yeah, that that's true, but it uh I didn't know they made whiskey <laughs> in particular. So this is the Milk and Honey classic. Uh this is a 46% by volume, so 92 proof. We'll run you 59.99 to 64.99 on the shelf. Uh it comes in at number 20 on Whiskey Advocates 2020 top 20. Uh Uh, of last year. And where does it come from? Israel. Absolutely. How about that? Uh, It is a single malt from Israel, uh, and it's based right in Tel Aviv. That's what I was looking for. Absolutely. Um, So, kosher certified uh, flagship bottling uh, from them. It's matured in ex-bourbon barrels and shaved, toasted, and recharred casks. Um, It exudes a nose of golden syrup, vanilla, marshmallow, jasmine, dried apple, nutmeg, cinnamon, and pepper, flavorful and juicy the palate has satisfying depth with caramel vanilla shortbread honey and orange dubbed with vivaciously spicy black pepper
1: i get the um i get the citrus and i get the desserty sugary qualities i don't necessarily get the herbaceousness that they're calling for in it I, that that i don't really i, I don't find the either. jasmine and pepper to it but lovely the whiskey.
3: Either. Yeah, the vanilla, the marshmallow, the honey. I mm-hmm. get all that.
1: Yeah. It definitely it almost. But uh, it's not flavored. Yeah. Say
3: that again. This is a, a,
1: a palette description. Yeah. And milk and honey does not mean it's milk and honey. It's M- MH. That's the name of the company itself, yeah. is, is that. So, not to be confused. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I know, not, I'm not throwing you under the bus. I, all right. you're, you're allowing yourself, you you are stepping out into the street and diving under the bus. But the
2: flavor? Flavor. The flavor profile does have uh, that little honey undertones, as Graham just said, so and, I'm not crazy.
1: And the marshmallow. The marshmallow gives it a creamy mouthfeel. Yeah, definitely. I, it,
3: it's, it's a lovely little whiskey. I'm, it, I'm pleasantly surprised. Like the first time yeah. I had an Indian single malt, yeah. I was pleasantly surprised by some of the things that were coming out of India.
1: It's, I, um,
2: it's delicious and very easy drinking.
1: Mm-hmm. That's one of those things, if I was going to take a flyer on a bottle of whiskey, um, the next time I see more MH stuff, I might buy another bottle of it. Just you know, it's it's a fun. It's if you're a whiskey collector and you have you know a nice little setup of whiskey, it's a fun little one to be able to be like, oh yeah, you ever have an Israeli single malt before? You know, to your friends to be like, huh? Right. No, yeah. And it's not it's not obnoxious. It, it's very space side. It's very much a that is yeah. that is exactly like a space side uh, Scottish but single malt.
3: In shaving the casks, the ex bourbon barrels, and getting down to the. New Natu- wood. Yeah, the essentially. natural wood. And yeah, then and then, re, and then retoasting it. Um, a lot of that vanilla and caramel does stand through as well, uh, that would come from the American barrels. As opposed to like, say, Glenfiddich 14 year old, or, you know, some of the other spaceside scotches that are aged in used barrels first and then <laughs> new barrels. Um, this actually for me stands out a little bit further because those casks were shaved and recharred. So it was
1: almost like a new barrel to begin with. Absolutely. No, it's it's excellent. It's great. Well-deserving de- well of its uh, of its spot. I mean, there's some things with, um, as I'm starting to discover, m- as we've been kind of collecting these and having fun with them and trying them, there's always, 20th place is always a whiskey from someplace odd. Yeah. Like the Penderin is from one of the years. That's a Welsh whiskey. Um, obviously, the Adamans rye malt from last year, milk and honey here. It's always, a, I believe there was a Mexican uh, whiskey that made it one of the years as well. So I, I obviously they're always going to dub one to a off the beaten path. Right. (laughs) Pardon me. International brand. But I am thoroughly impressed. I love, I I really love it. It's great. Little whiskey. Yeah, definitely. So let's have a great show kids. And remember to drink responsibly guys. That a boy. How about that? I didn't even have to pitch it to you. Good job. No, what we
3: always end up talking after I'm done with the segment. Right. So then I'd have nowhere to fit it in.
1: Right. And then I normally forget to do it. Okay. But I didn't this time. Yay, me. We ready for me to go into segment one? Let's do it. There we go. Had a boy. (laughs) Uh, The Northwest Derby might not have lived up to all the hype, but the other two derbies did not disappoint. West Brom three, Wolverhampton two, Chelsea one, Fulham nil, Liverpool nil, Manchester United nil. What were you about to say as you were giggling? I was just gonna say, what do you mean? I think it perfectly lived up to the billing <laughs> <coughs> of absolutely nothing. <laughs> Manchester United in uh, yeah. big games lately have been, hmm, let's keep it as mediocre as possible because we remember what happened when we tried to come out against Spurs and got our asses whipped. <laughs> yeah. Um, th- who would have picked five goals in the Black Country Derby? I, in oh, no way okay. in hell, right? Sorry, not me. Yeah, no May. worries. No. I'd had a deep yawn there. That was bad. Yeah. Hey, um, you're you're a hardworking man, so I mean,
3: we'll let you get away with absolutely it. Absolutely the truth. I, never mind. I was going to make a joke there. and I'm not going to do it. Uh-huh. I would not have picked that for this game. Absolutely not. Not with no Raul Jimenez, obviously. Right. Um, uh, as we've said over the last few weeks, Wolves have been kind of misfiring. And all of a sudden, normally pretty staunch defensively, <laughs> all of a sudden they're starting to make some mistakes at the back. And I think Absolutely. Nuno because of the absence of Jimenez has tried to change the system and they don't look entirely comfortable.
1: No, they don't uh, no, at no, the moment. Don't. So when they go to a, when they go to a back four, I think they played a back three in this match, but when they go to a back four, uh, Cody just looks lost. as looks a that, center back. Yeah. Like in, in credit to him, there's very few center backs that are good at this. When you play a three back system and you're the dead man in the center, very few. I mean, that aren't big six guys Cody's probably one of the best in the business at doing it. He really is. Absolutely, and that's what got him that
3: England call-up yeah, uh, la- last time out because that's how Gareth wants to play uh, <laughs> in a lot of situations is, yeah. is with that three at the back, and he is very good at it. It wasn't the prettiest of games, but what Darby is. No, of course uh, not. The The thing for West Brom, and I, I think Big Sam was was pretty honest in his poch, uh, post-match, was um, they did have the benefit of two penalties.
1: Of course. Of course. Um,
3: and that's not going to happen every week.
1: And so there and they were... There's
3: going to need to be a sense of ruthlessness <laughs> that comes up um, for them to take the chances that they do get. And it, they're not always going to be in a situation where... They create five, six, seven
1: chances. So if they only have three shots on target, can they put two of them in? And it, it needs to stop being one of their center backs getting them goals, right? Which is what it's been with Ajay here a, a lot recently. And that first one, too, yes, it was a penalty. Yes, they're also benefited by VAR because VAR is able to see that that foul happened on, on the, line, the line, which you know? the line so, is in the box. You know, so I mean, in a game of inches, that's a free kick and you don't score it's a completely different game. A right, very, absolutely.
3: A very, very different game. Yep, it, it, it very well could be. Um, I think the pick of the lot for me, though, was uh, Fabio Silva's goal.
1: That was a great the, goal, wasn't to, it?
3: it was obviously a bit helter-skelter to start with, the way in which it was kind of deflected up, bounced on his head or his shoulder, he turned around, but he reacted to it first, just opened up his body and <laughs> saw that lane, and literally passed it into the corner of the net. Well,
1: before he put that ball in the net, I think the even bigger thing is, is this is an 18-year-old kid. Mm-hmm. Knocked a fucking professional, in in Bali, a fucking professional, right, proper English center back. I mean, I know he's not from England, but a right proper, proper mean as fuck center back. And the 18-year-old kid shrugged him off. Like, that's... Absolutely. If if you're a Wolverhampton fan, you look at that and you go, okay, the kid's, he's getting it. He's getting it. Like, you you know he's miles away, but you at least see that and you go all right, he's not going to try to always beat people with this feet. He's not always – he's he's understanding that when you're a kid and you come to this league, you get sent to this league for a reason. It's to toughen you the fuck up. That was a tough goal. That was him being tough. And there's a there's a lot of positive Absolutely. to take out of, that, out of that for Wolves. Yeah, for sure. And then Willie <laughs> Bolly himself
3: scored mm-hmm. uh, later on, which was good. That actually gave Wolves the lead. And at that point, I thought it was going to be done and dusted. Likewise. Um, and then West Brom somehow found the motivation to come back and do it again. They didn't let their heads hang. And it looks like this last week uh, where they had, they didn't. Um- they got knocked out of the FA Cup to uh, Blackpool on penalties. Yeah, but they didn't play midweek last week, did they? No, they did not. So full week it, under Big Sam's tutelage. Yep. All of a sudden you see a result. You see a fight. You see some sort of,
1: you know, kind of gumption about them which we haven't seen so far in the first month of his tenure there. And without Gallagher serving his final match of the red card that he had received. Right. You know, so that's, and also without Johnson, Johnson was uh, not healthy to, wasn't fit yep. to play. So they had to go with, um, oh God, it's not Rudy. I forget who it is that they had in the net. Uh, Played with, played with, I believe Spurs for a little bit. He was a backup with them. Uh, doesn't matter, but he did fine. But you're missing—you're missing the guy who's been keeping you in games quite a bit. David Button. That's it. Button. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh and and
3: that's always a worry for the back line as well, is, especially with uh with David Button not getting much football this year. Mm-hmm. Uh and and Johnston they seem to have, you know, some sort of confidence in one another despite the position in which they find themselves. Right. So that's always a worry. I mean, we saw what happened <sighs> to Chelsea uh and and them having no confidence whatsoever in Cesar Asper- and um I'm sorry, Kepa Reitha Balaga uh and all of a sudden with Edward Mendy the that first month and a half, two months they were fucking rolling, you know, defensively. They look confident. They look together. They, and it was just that change that made Chelsea do that. So I wonder if, you know, you see a situation where Johnson doesn't come right back into the team. Um, I don't know how long he's going to be out for. But if you, if David Button starts getting on a roll, we're seeing it with Newcastle. Mm-hmm. The Bravka is healthy. You yeah. can't get back in the team because Darla's playing so well. Precisely. Despite their results, Darla's playing very well. Yeah, he's
1: playing very well. So I wonder if if you see something here and Big Sam sticks with him. Yeah, very true. Now, um, for for West Brom, this is, this is big. You know, this is what you needed. This is the kick in the pants you needed. And fortunately for them, Fulham lost points. And Fulham also has another hard match in the midweek facing Manchester United. And they've advanced in the FA Cup as well. So... Fulham's going to have games, yep. right? This gives you that opportunity to start to catch up on them. Uh, for Wolves, I kind of feel like they're going to need to accept that this is not going to be a top 10 finish year for them. Correct. And and what you need to do is vet the youth that you have. Let's figure out what you have on your team. Use it so you know what you have to buy in the off season, well, right? They'll know what they need to buy because they'll just call George Mendes and say, "What do you have?" <laughs> well, well, you also wonder too, as an ownership group, is this where you start to move on from the George Mendes Portugal national team?
3: I don't think they're there yet. Yeah. If they if they were consistently Europa League, I think they could. Right. I think they could get enough clout, I guess you'd call it, in yep. world football to be able to attract players on their own Mm -hmm. until they are consistent finishers in seventh place, sixth place, Mm -hmm. you know, in that sort of range where they're getting Europa League football. I don't think they can move on from George Mendes yet. Right. And you definitely don't want any uh, of um, Riola's clients.
1: Uh, (laughs) So for for them though, it really is, it's, it's, it's time for them to, Let's vet the youth, you know, see what, see what you got. Yeah, I'm with you, you know. there. They've News? got a
3: couple of young Americans. They've yeah. got a couple of, of, of very good young players yeah.
1: um, that need a chance. And now West Brom, like, like we said before, that's big Sam got the break, right? He got, he got the win, got what they need. Now it's, do they start clawing out of games? You know, now, because just a few weeks back, we're saying, I don't know if this is the right job for Sam. Yep. The other question is, is does West Brom spend any money because, they're going to need to spend a little bit of money. If they, want, if they want Big Sam to pull the great escape, going to have to give that man a little bit of cash and buy him a few players. Going to have to buy him some pieces.
3: Yeah, well, they did bring in, which in a few weeks we'll have the drunken transfer recap, of course. Mm, of course we will. But in a, uh, they have brought in um, Robert Snodgrass, which is at, from West Ham. Yep. Which is a very Big Sam signing, I think. Oh, uh, God, yeah, it is. Of Scottish international, provides a bit of flair, passing range, but also knows his way around a tackle as well. Um, mm-hmm. And and some defending from the front capability, so we'll so, see what happens. But it's I, I think they're they're making steps and they're looking decent, and I think they'll be okay moving forward. Whether or not they are safe from relegation, I don't know.
1: Mm-hmm. But I think they're going to be a very different prospect to what we've seen so far this season. Yeah, very true. Now on to uh, Chelsea Fulham. Pretty lively back and forth first half. What a man. first half! Fulham was, were on top, in my opinion. Fulham took the game right to them. I mean, absolutely. You you couldn't have asked for better except for in the forty sixth minute when Anthony Robinson pulls a bonehead. I mean, it's just a, there's no other way to explain. It. It's a boneheaded play, man. Yeah, he was always going to be second best. It was just a, a bit of a rush of blood to the head, and he was playing very well. He was yeah. he had Aspel Equate to pin back the entire time. Yep, <sighs> providing him with tackle. Full- you cannot yeah. say the scissor tackle is the new spikes up, man. You scissor tackle. If you go through and your legs are spread going on to their legs and it looks like you're going to be able to cross your legs and break their leg. Like, It's red. It's red. It's it's a red every time now.
3: Yeah. I mean, when he made contact with Aspilicueta, he wasn't even on the ground yet. So yeah. you can't even call it a sliding challenge. Yeah. He essentially drop kicked him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now he did win the ball, um, but the follow through was ridiculous. You can't go through like that. Um, it was definitely a boneheaded play. It was a rush of blood to the head from a young player who hasn't seen a ton of minutes.
1: Right. So He's I mean, been recently seeing minutes, but at the start of the season. Yeah, came. I mean, so I get it. It happens. It, it's It's a mistake
3: that a young player made. Hopefully he'll learn from it. I don't think there's many better than Scott Parker being able to put an arm around him because mm-hmm. Scott Parker knew his way around a shit challenge. Right, of course. So as long as you know, he could look at him and and the kid takes the advice that he's going to get under his belt and becomes a bigger player because of it. Shit happens. You know, everybody makes mistakes. Uh, and, and at his age, you know, it really is just a rush of blood to the head and, and he fucked up and it was unfortunate. But what did I tell you on Thursday? Um, When we recorded uh, Injury
1: Time. It was, it was. If Chelsea sneak out with a 1-0 win, it's going to do them no good whatsoever. It's going to feel, it's going to feel like a loss. Uh And again, Chelsea still having difficulty scoring. Um, uh, Zayac clearly offers width, which is good, but just no one seems to want to put the ball in the net. You know, Werner can't. Uh Giroud can't. It's whoever they start just can't fucking score. Jerud's oh, actually tied as for yeah. their top score. Right. But I'm saying, like when they when they finally go, okay, you're the starter, you're the guy, and then they stop they scoring. Stop scoring. Yeah, they yeah, stop yeah. scoring. Like it's so, like they, they can only score when they have something to prove, right? It just it was
3: a, another unconvincing performance from them, in my opinion. Yep. Um more more questions, I think, are gonna be asked. Werner I mean he changed things around he tried to do something Werner and Havertz both dropped mm-hmm. uh in favor of Ziyech and uh and Christian Pulisic. Uh, Mason Mount obviously getting the goal it was a, a nice shot from him um from outside the area. Yeah. But uh Giroud wasted three or four chances. There was and re- even with 10 men Fulham had I think two further shots on target mm-hmm. after that. Chelsea didn't completely Ari- dominate. Had a
1: great game in the net as well.
3: Yeah, absolutely. which you can also, you know, I mean you can't in terms of finishing changes, you can't really account for the goalkeeper standing on his head like that.
1: True, true. Which we'll talk about here in a second. And then uh, the, uh, the the last thought is: Do you think Chelsea can crack the top seven? Yeah, really. Because I I'm, I'm Leicester Leicester and Everton are going to make it very tough. I think for them because I think Spurs are going to be it's it's Spurs yeah, or you, Chelsea. But you like, have to look at
3: you have to look at are Arsenal going to be able to make up the ground. I don't think Arsenal will. I think Arsenal's like eighth or ninth place. That's what I'm saying. Are Arsenal going to be able to make up the ground? Wolves aren't there, which they were there thereabouts (laughs) last couple years. You know, I think they finished in eighth, won it last year, and Arsenal in seventh. But I don't. I don't know what kind of lead they have there. Right. But let's let's think of it.
1: So you got the two the two Manchester clubs. You got Liverpool. You've got Tottenham, and you have. Everton and Leicester and Everton and Leicester don't look like they're going to fucking succumb. I mean, this this next midweek and we'll we'll talk about it when we do injury time later is is Chelsea Leicester. That's a monstrous fucking game.
3: Oh yeah. I yeah, mean, it yeah, yeah. is
1: m- monstrous. Absolutely. Game. The
3: other the other piece of that though too is Southampton's decent. Yeah. They're coming up. The the question mark I have over you guys <laughs> is when you lose, you tend to lose two or three in a row. Right. So when you when that happens again, if it happens again, um, do Chelsea pick up points those weekends? Right. You know what yeah. I mean? And put themselves in a position um,
1: to to do something. But they, they're they going to have to try to find the gumption to do so. Yeah, I don't think um, Europe's a guarantee for anybody. I no. think it's a very open. I mean, it's, it's fabulous this season, but it's a very open table. Oh, yeah. Very and, open. And table.
3: Arsenal now, speaking about that, Arsenal now are just one win away from seventh spot. Mm-hmm. Um, we're only five points back from sixth. Six points back from fifth, and seven point back, uh, points back from fourth. Right at this point, so right. that's not too uh, you know right. that's but two that that's two, three two games. Everton's five points off the top of the league. No, right, right, right. Two yeah. games in hand. Well, and fucking <laughs> right. Villa, Villa. has four games in hand on Arsenal as we stand right now.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, it's
3: insanity. You know what I mean? They by the time everything's said and done, they will have what do they
1: play Wednesday Saturday Villa? Uh, Is that right or Tuesday Saturday? Uh, Tuesday uh, Tuesday like Saturday Villa plays Tuesday against city and then um Saturday against Newcastle. Newcastle City probably thinks a loss but Newcastle three yeah. points yeah that's <laughs> easy. three points what easy. you worried about right very <laughs> yeah, easy
2: I was gonna ask if I could bank a shop this week that way it wouldn't have to do two next week yeah. and then I went oh wait Newcastle. <laughs> Newcastle never yeah. never mind that'd
3: <laughs> <laughs> be fine um <laughs> you know so that I mean it's getting very clogged up seven spots 29 points. Yeah. So you, we figure Villa's going to take three points this week, so that'll be four teams on 29 points Yeah, at that point. You yeah. know what I mean? It, I know other teams may play or whatever. Of course. But yeah. that's you know four teams on 29 and then Arsenal right behind them in 27. Yeah. 27 points. Yeah. So it's getting very clogged up for that seventh spot. And Villa's been very good this season. Um, and Chelsea, you have to believe they have enough quality that they're going to be able to get over to the line, that they're going to be able to pick themselves up and get into fifth. Or 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 sixth, but there's a lot of teams there. That's, that's why I'm saying there's a I just lot of teams don't know. there.
1: No, I yeah. just don't know, because everybody's playing really damn good footy. Like you know, yeah, you, so look, you remember when
3: Antonio Conte took over mm-hmm. and they were kind of mediocre, and then we beat them three nil, and then they changed everything and went on to win the league and didn't lose the rest of the season. Right. Um. So we beat them two nil, three one. three one. That's right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, but it ain't happening. No, but it's nothing's turned around. They've actually gotten worse. So I don't know. Maybe we're just there. We're either their bogey or their good luck charm at the same time. Uh,
1: Let's go ahead and get to it. Northwest London. I mean, the north, not the northwest. London, the northwest Derby. My apologies. Um, In no goals, but that's not to say that there wasn't action in this match. There was chances. I I actually enjoyed the game. Um, There was a lot of lot of. It was missionary. You were
3: getting laid. Normally, you see. He could have been funner. He just could have been funner. Normally, you see these games be very, very cagey. Yeah. I thought both teams actually tried to go for it, um, but both defenses played very well. Uh, That being said, in the second half particularly – Manchester United had some chances they should have put away, mm-hmm. but Allison did play very well. I think of the, uh, I think there was a shot from Marcus Rashford, uh, they got saved from Martial, they got saved from Fernandes, they got saved, and then the big one was when I think Cavani, I might be wrong, pulled it back for Pogba, and Pogba cranked one from about eleven yards out, mm-hmm. and Allison. It hit him, and it kind of flapped at his chest and went wide. Yeah, but he got it. made himself big and got in (laughs) the way. And um, and Paul Pogba smacked the shit out of that ball. It uh, it it, was coming at him at a high. It was coming at Allison at a very high rate of speed. And he did
1: well, in my opinion, to stay brave and and get in front of it. It pains me to to say the following, but uh, when someone is right, you should give them credit. Uh, you said when you know how do you judge a keeper like Allison? You judge him on the moments where he has to make the big save. Mm-hmm. And in this in this match, he is why they did not lose. Period what, end of discussion. 100 yeah, percent He's why they didn't lose. He came up with three monstrous saves in that match, which could have been goals. And if it was another keeper might have been goals. So it Absol- pains it pains 100%. me to to acknowledge him as a great keeper and it pains me even more. And that's saying something because that's Liverpool I'm paying a compliment to. Do I have to acknowledge you were actually right? But Sam Graham, you were actually right. Well, he, here's, the, here's the other thing. It's, it's that old can they stay switched on,
3: right? Can that goalkeeper stay switched on? Now, United had only 34% of the ball, but they had four shots on target from eight overall shots. Liverpool were the more <laughs> wasteful of the team. Yeah. Uh, two teams. They had two thirds of the ball, sixty-five point seven percent. Seventeen shots overall. Only three they managed to put on on frame. And the biggest one that comes to mind was right near the death with Tiago Alcantara, uh, absolutely smashing a ball mm-hmm. from about twenty yards out, and De Gea flying through the air and getting two good hands on the end of it. Yep, uh, to claw it away and 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 save. But both goalkeepers. When they were called on, made ex- the saves, made the saves, and that's what makes both of those goalkeepers. I mean, De Gea has had his problems, and we've made fun of him a lot, absolutely as he deserved. But <clears throat> that's why he's one of the best goalkeepers in the world, and has been regarded that way for the last few years as such. He's he-, he barely one. had shit to do. <laughs> and then all of a sudden this thing comes at him at 800 miles an hour mm. and he's
1: ready. He's there. He makes the diving save. Our critique of him has never been him on the line as a shot stopper. He's no. always, been, uh-huh. he can't do anything else right, but he's <laughs> a very good on the line yeah. shot stopper. Except for last season when he wasn't even a very good on the line <laughs> shot stopper. Uh, um, here's the big question. The fuck is going on with Liverpool's front three? Don't know. They are they like, it, they're not scoring at. Oh, no, since it's, December. It's yeah, they're not putting the ball in the net. Like, well,
3: like I said, just even being wasteful. I mean, normally you would see those 17 shots turn into eight, nine, yeah, 10 on target.
1: The little three, cut, the little three throughs, out of 17, the little cut throughs that result in fouls that result like they mm-hmm. just wouldn't happen. It just hasn't well, I happened. Th- I mean, I and think we talk about that. You don't, real quick, you don't. Win the league in December, but you sure as fuck lose Lose the league in December. And I hate to say it right now, they're fucking losing the league from December into January. They're you need those. Those the the beauty of that team is it's two twenty goal scores and a guy with ten assists. Like that's why they're so good. Um,
3: I think the biggest thing comes down to the injuries they have defensively. I think Alexander Arnold and. Um, Andy Robertson on the other side, are being pinned back a little bit extra to help out with Jordan Henderson and Fabinho being deployed as makeshift center backs. Yeah. That also takes both of those players out of the midfield. And Gigi Wijnaldum is on his own. Yeah. And he can't create everything by himself. He's more of a box-to-box guy than he is a number 10. Yeah. Um, all three of them really are, but you lose Fabinho's passing. Uh, you know, prowess, that that long diagonal that makes the defense shift. You lose a lot of, by not having those players further up the pitch, you lose a lot of what unlocks the defense, right? It's that pinpoint accuracy on those long diagonals that shifts the defense to allow space somewhere else for a cutback or a cross or that quick football. Without that, They're not getting the ball wide like they usually do. Firmino can't score to save his life uh, at the moment. Uh, He got one, I think, in his last outing uh, before this game, but he hasn't done much. Then you look at uh, Salah and Mane, and they can't do it alone, it it seems, uh, for some
1: reason. Let me give you one last question here. We've talked about it all season where whenever there's a challenge, and this also applies to last season, whenever there's a challenge, Liverpool dispatches of that challenge. Liverpool did not dispatch of this challenge. Where does this leave the top of the table now?
3: Well, the top of the table is getting very congested. <laughs> City win their game <laughs> in hand uh, in the, the midweek, and you now have uh, Manchester City on top. You have Leicester within a, a couple of points uh, of them, and then Liverpool in third. Mm-hmm. Uh, or now, uh, well, you, it'll be fourth it'll be at that City, time.
1: City, United, Yeah, it'll be, they'll be in fourth yeah. at
3: that point, I'm sorry. Depending on what Leicester does against Chelsea as well. I, for the neutral? my team's not going to win the championship this year
1: it's going to be a lot of fun watching the top of the league flip-flop week in week out i think oh this is absolutely hands down right now i can say since we've been doing the show and more importantly since i've been watching the prem now for over 10 years best fucking season to date yeah hands down the best season to date no doubt about
3: it i think this is going to be a joy to
1: watch The top of the table is getting tighter as three clubs win convincingly to find themselves now in the top five. Spurs 3, Sheffield 1, Leicester 2, Southampton 0, Man City 4, Palace 0. Um, let's do these kind of quick. I don't think there's a ton to really talk about in this. The these, only these thing to talk about is Ndombele's goal. <laughs> yeah, <it's> very true. <laughs> That's it. Um, fuck the rest of the shit. <laughs> so Spurs finally get more than one goal out of a match. Yeah. They they actually are a little ruthless, which was nice to see. But you're right, it's it's Ndombele. <laughs> It's a it's Ndombele. There's a I she was sitting on the couch with me watching, and she's just heading the phone and we're having breakfast, and I went, No. <laughs> watch this. <laughs> and she just goes, how the fuck did he even, was that on purpose? Yeah, how did he, I, fuck, how did he actually do that? That was going to be
3: my question to you is, did he mean it
1: <laughs> going away the outside of his foot on his near leg and bends it up into the far, I mean, into the far corner. And, and those, those are the worst for a keeper. I care. And uh, just knowing what I would say when that should happen, because that shit's happened to me before. All I know is Ramsdale's just looking at it going, you got to be fucking kidding me. Fuck off. Yeah. As it's just going in the back of the net. <laughs> yeah. You just like, I just no, no, that's not
3: it's right. Just, no, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. It shouldn't be. I, I'd like to go back and find Mr. Kang, my, my AP physics teacher from high school, and ask him <laughs> to show me the math on this because I don't, I don't think it should have fucking happened that way. <laughs> I'm not sure that that was physically fucking possible, uh, but it worked. Uh, I think and uh, Dombel saw what happened um, uh, with Danny Ing's the other day, and uh, decided I could just I could do that better. Whatever you could do, I could do better
1: than that. Yeah, <laughs> and and for Spurs, it could have been a, a more timely win. I mean, yeah, absolutely. They what, desperately needed the those first three. the first two though. Mm-hmm. Honestly, the first
3: two goals were. Um. The first one was just a straight-up Sheffield mistake. Right. Just complete Sheffield mistake. The second one was a lack of communication on Sheffield's part. Um, Harry Kane exploited the space between the midfield and defense, and that's where he picked up the ball. Uh, But one of the defenders, if they think that they need help, should be calling a midfielder back to mark him, (laughs) or they should be going right up on his ass. They shouldn't be giving him that space. And then once he picked the ball up and started driving at them, they just retreated and retreated and retreated until he was on the edge of the box and had nothing to do but a simple finish to the right-hand side. Mm-hmm. It's Those two goals, still from a Spurs perspective, it's a good win, sure. But if you're being honest with yourself, they were two goals that were strictly mistakes by Sheffield. You didn't really do much to make those goals. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the speculative effort that he probably didn't mean from Tongue it was so, still It was still brilliant. It was absolutely brilliant.
1: It, it, there's only one other goal that's coming up in just a moment that was... <laughs> Even more mesmerizing than that one was. But uh, I told you I wasn't going to talk about Sheffield uh, unless they won. So moving on to uh, Leicester and Southampton. The, the Leicester perfectly executes breaking down Southampton's press. Yes. They didn't even seem bothered by it at all. It also helped that there's no Danny Ings again. Of
3: course. But yeah, so uh, Leicester definitely had the better of the chances, but Southampton weren't going away. Right uh, in this game whatsoever, um,
1: but I never felt like Southampton was really going dangerous. To, at right? At all. Yeah, they they they, they were in that. the match. They played them well, but it it's like back in the day, um, you know, for me as an Everton fan, it would be like, oh, you're going to play at Chelsea. It's like, all right, well, it's one nothing the entire match, but I never feel like we're actually going to get a goal.
3: Right? Yeah. And then yeah, they yeah, score definitely. a
1: second one, you go, okay, yeah, that was it. probably right.
3: Yeah. You know, yeah. like. Well, this is with with what I say on uh, I'm Sam Stradamus all over again. Heard. I said you said could it be Jamie Vardy? I said it could be, could also be a bit of James Madison magic. Yep. and that's goddamn what it was. Mm-hmm. It was very angry magic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> He rifled that ball into the roof of the net on the near post. Uh, goalkeeper, I don't think, even moved until the ball already rippled the net. Scored that goal the way Jack White <laughs> plays a guitar. Yeah, <laughs> just very angry. Very angry. Uh, but it was fantastic nonetheless. Uh, and then really, nothing of note happened the rest of the game. There was some good football. There were some chances, but it, nothing really caught the eye, uh, in my opinion. Um, obviously, uh, Southampton then pushed uh, to try to get the equalizer. And the ball kind of caroons out. um or got cleared, I don't remember the exact circumstance, but Harvey Barnes running from his own side of the field was not offside mm-hmm. and, uh, and just clean in one-on-one with the goalkeeper <laughs> and uh, a very good finish to, and stayed composed um, uh, and stayed confident, opened his body up and just found the far side um, yeah. over uh,
1: McCarthy's over McCarthy's left. So uh, very small uh, but very, uh, very small detail but very huge for their club. Sanyo is healthy again. Uh Pereira is healthy again. Uh Uh, I forget his name. Starts with a C. The cat that came from uh, Atalanta. Healthy again. uh, Castagna. Yeah. Their defense is getting healthy again. Yep. Mm, This uh, this is right at the right time for Leicester. They're they're starting to get healthy again, and that's really going to be big for them, especially their next two, um, not including the FA Cup. <clears throat> I believe it's at Chelsea at Everton. So you want to talk about matches around you that mean a lot like, Oh yeah. Those are monstrous games coming up for, uh, for Leicester. Now let's go ahead and go to uh city palace. I city finally gets the emphatic win that they just haven't been able to get. I mean, it helps no Wilf for, for palace. Cause then there's, literally nothing in the attack. It's a, it's as a That's it. Yeah. There, yeah. it's There's just it nothing. All, right. And
3: at that point, when you only have one person that can attack, uh, you know, kind of with any sort of potency... Um, it's very, but there's 11 players on the other side that can all focus on that one player, and yeah. that's exactly what the fuck they did. Yeah, <laughs> Jordan I was worthless. Yeah,
1: uh, didn't do anything that
3: game. That's why um,
1: when he came in didn't really offer much now, either. And Talson's got to worry more defensively than he's able to worry about going forward. Right. And yeah, just it's and, all left. So on his Palace
3: end. did stick around for a bit, but they never really troubled City for real. There was no shots <laughs> on target at all, at all from them. And City had well over two-thirds of the ball with 72.2%. They really dominated this game. So much so that John Stones <laughs> got two goals, yeah. which I believe I heard the commentator say that was his first goals for five years. Yeah, his first two
1: goals for uh, City ever. <laughs> Last time he scored was with Everton. Yeah, and then, so he's only, what well, I think, had one goal in the league right? ever. Well, that's back, so he, that's back when uh, John Stones fancied himself a striker and not a center back. Yeah, so he tripled that. Uh,
3: one from a, a set piece, uh, mm-hmm. a, kind of a broken corner that he stayed up for. Um, and De Bruyne, was it that goal, the outside of the boot? Yeah, I think so. <sighs> Pass of the season. Yeah. Pass of the season. Absolutely stunning. Uh, and then Ilkay Gundogan scored. Mm-hmm. And then John Stones again, broken corner, ball bounces around a bit in the box, mm-hmm. falls to him. Mm-hmm. Nice effort, left-footed shot to the uh, lower left-hand side. Uh, that was excellent, uh, and then a, a sublime free
1: kick. That was the second goal I wanted to. We were talking about in Dumbly, Sterling's goal. Oh my god! And it was the same exact. <laughs> I, I,
3: if you put like a ghosted image, like a, a image up of Ilkay Gundogan's goal from uh, when he turned in the center of the box and let fly, and the Raheem Sterling free kick, I bet you they were on the exact same trajectory and found the exact same part of that upper right-hand corner
1: you know penalty spot
3: absolutely fucking beautiful
1: penalty spot 12 yards out rosette (laughs) 20 yards out outside the post raheem sterling i got you fam (laughs) rounding out the rest of the league and oh so that happened brighton one Leeds nil west ham one burnley nil arsenal three newcastle nil um, Brighton get a huge result. I mean, that's monstrous result for them. Big result, terrible game. Oh my god, it was horrible. It was like watching two League One sides play.
3: <laughs> the amount of times that both teams gave the ball away mm-hmm. in just careless possession
1: was absolutely painful to watch, and annoyed the absolute piss out of me. And it and it helps because Fulham and Burnley both drop points, so Brighton gets a little bit of a reprieve. Yeah, and jumps and jumps ahead of both of them with with a little bit of room to spare now. So now if they lose one and like Fulham wins one, they're still sitting okay, ahead of yeah, them, right? So just gives now, them a little now bit it, of breathing room. Now it takes a couple uh, a couple of wins for Fulham to catch up to them instead. Yeah. It's
3: a a huge huge result, but I, and Grand Potter won't really care that it was ugly cuz they right. at this stage they just need the fucking points on the board. Yeah. But it it was oh Go figure! I could not watch that fucking game.
1: A win in January for Brighton. That's the first time we've been able to say that since they've been promoted to the Premiership. Yep. That's Absolutely the first right. time. I don't want... In, in don't, the league. Yeah, in the league. Yeah, because they won FA Cup games. Right. Um, I don't want to let you off the hook by just saying Leeds is getting tired. That's the easy out. That's the easy out. Correct. What I want to say is, do we think that maybe because they seem to be running fine. They don't seem to be worn. Is the rest of the league starting to figure out Bielsa's system? Is the Premier, I mean, we assume the Premier League obviously is a more talented league than the championship, but is it maybe, just maybe, this league's a little too, uh, they're a little keen to what what Bielsa's doing and they know how to defend it.
3: I think, I don't know that they know how to defend it necessarily (laughs) because I think it's more along the lines of Leeds being wasteful than it is Leeds... Not creating the opportunities.
1: Is missing Phillips that big of a fucking mess? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it it really it feels it feels like it is. It really does feel like it is.
3: I mean, they both had seven shots overall, both had two shots on target. That's not a great return. But Leeds had two thirds of the ball. Yeah. They've got to be creating more than that. You know, if you have that much of the ball, you have to create more than that. What we talk about Liverpool. 17 fucking shots with that amount of the ball. Same amount. Right? <laughs> 17 shots. Now, just three on target. So, they didn't have a great return either. I called them wasteful as well. Mm-hmm. But Leeds has to be doing better with that. Yeah. Um. I, I think... Especially against a team that is not that sound defensive. I think part of the problem is we saw Bielsa go pragmatic once. Mm-hmm. Other than that, he's gone with his system no matter who the opposition was. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where they're getting caught out is... People like Pep, even though they only got a draw uh, there. <laughs> but people like Pep, Jurgen Klopp, even Mikel Arteta to an extent, Carlo Ancelotti. Mm-hmm. And these managers are going to know those weaknesses and know how to exploit them, mm-hmm. right? You Pacey wingers and a big boy in the middle and then everybody else behind the ball. You find that outlet because they are going to pour forward at every opportunity. And when as long as you stay firm, when you find that opportunity to
1: play that counterattack,
3: they're done. Is
1: Leeds going to have to worry about uh, the bottom of the table?
3: No. You think they'll be all right? Yeah, there's definitely three teams worse than them.
1: <clears throat> Very good. So um, moving on to... West Ham-Burnley. Uh, West Ham-Burnley's Burnley, which was kind of funny. Oh, but, fuck, but there were 25 shots in this game. But the only, the, it, it's <sighs> None but of that just has, six of them the, on target between this, them. The stats mean nothing. All that matters is Mr. Antonio is back, scoring goals, <laughs> doing epic celebrations. Remember, uh, he is the one from uh, two seasons ago who rode the pony in epic fashion.
3: Wasn't he the one that also crashed his Lamborghini while wearing a snowman costume? I don't remember. Two years ago? Might have been. But well,
1: maybe you jump on the old Google. <laughs> but, but I'm uh, pretty sure it might not have been him, but I thought it was. Scores a great goal, lays on his back, starts doing the backstroke while scooching himself <laughs> along this. I'm like, yes, it's back. <laughs> you know what? You Put know what West Ham fans? You don't have you don't have much else to be very happy about. But Antonio celebrating goals. That's a moment of pure fucking joy right there.
2: That would be Sergio Romero.
1: Damn. Uh,
2: Really? Yes. I'm (laughs) really. Crashed his car wearing a snowman suit? I mean, if somebody else I didn't read, but somebody else crashed a Lamborghini, I'll look. Yeah. I think it was. There's been more than one Lamborghini crash.
3: I think so. I think he was on the way to like a charity thing or a fancy dress party. Mm -hmm. Um, but he was wearing the snowman suit while driving the car.
1: And he hit a lamppost. Uh, Dice needs to be in his boys' ears. They're not out of the woods yet. No. They need to stop thinking they are. They they have to stop thinking that they are. And for West Ham, just keep finding ways to win, man. You know, that's really all that matters. Yeah, I mean, I think West Ham are more than safe now. (coughs)
2: All right. Yes, you are correct. More than one footballer (laughs) has crashed a Lamborghini. This one would be Mikhail Antonio for crashing a Lamborghini while dressed as a snowman. Thank you very much.
3: (laughs) I knew I remember that correctly. My
2: apologies. I did not realize there was more than one.
3: <laughs> okay. I actually,
1: think
2: that was probably, I think it was Christmas of 2018. Yes. If I'm not so, mistaken.
1: So real quick. if <laughs> That would be uh,
2: 2019 and now he's been right twice. <laughs> I,
1: I want to make sure that we keep our drug references correct. So, and just like we do with dump, dumpster fires and shit shows and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Bielsa goes straight in the veins. Mm-hmm. Antonio. Snort it straight up your nose. Right baby. up the nose. Make a yeah. lot. Li- I want lines of Antonio and I just want to snort it right the fuck up, baby. <laughs> That's all there is to My it. Ilk. You know? No, nope, didn't work. And here's and here's <laughs> the thing for for them, right? Okay, you've won three one nothing shitty games in a row. You know what that equals in the table? It's nine points. Absolutely. It doesn't matter if it was ten-nothing or it won nothing. That's three in a row. That are all. Fucking W's. One of them, obviously, in the FA Cup, but still, that's all that matters. No, absolutely. It, all it's it's, it's all building
3: confidence and building that momentum, right? And it's it, it, at a club like West Ham, with a. a and I, I really don't mean any disrespect by this. It's going to sound harsh. But with the the type of players and the quality of player that they have that they're accustomed to with that team in the last decade, um, they need. That sense of togetherness and fight to be able to perform Mm -hmm. and any sort of confidence building anything where this scrappy one nil we won for them is galvanizing Mm -hmm. in Chelsea's instance with the quality of player they have and they're used to over the last decade and the spoils and riches that come along with that is detrimental Absolutely. And that's the contrast uh, and, and why that's different for both
1: clubs from my perspective. So moving on to uh, newly in the top 10 arsenal, defeating Newcastle. Uh, We're this, back, baby. This in from um, <laughs> second chair extraordinaire, Allen. Um, please do a bit for us when we're in the championship next season. (laughs) Um, I'll do a bit for you right now.
3: Uh, Following their FA cup defeat to us. uh, I believe there was something said along the lines by Steve Bruce uh, in their post-match press conference might've been in the build-up to this game. I'm not sure really, but within the last week, he basically said that they were shite. Um, Newcastle were shite. (laughs) Their own boss said that Um, they weren't doing things the right way. Uh, and he's got to get a bug in his his player's ear, the, and he, then he said, "quote The gloves are off. We're doing it my way now." End quote.
1: My way well, now isn't that normally quitting you, and leaving? Aren't you the fucking boss, mate? Yeah, <laughs> whose way's been <coughs> whose way has been happening? <laughs> and, and and to to boot, it's um. Do you? I'd fi- like to think he's, that
3: he's, he's going over to Mike Ashley's house, looking in the fireplace. An indie sausage roll and pie throw up in the bottom of the fireplace. Pasta. Don't forget the pasta. Oh, and pasta. Correct. I think he's he's like getting tactical information from (laughs) the puke, much like Raymond Dominesh. Remember the old French manager? Yeah. Uh, Used to use astrological signs and pick his team based on the... Chinese calendar or some
1: shit. Brucey throwing chicken bones into it and doing like some voodoo shit. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I uh, I don't know what the... Who the fuck was running the team then? I if, if <laughs> Who if says that? If there's ever a person who has the safest job in all of the prem, it's Steve Bruce because Mike Ashley could fucking care less.
3: Well, like, he
1: wants to sell the team. Yeah. One of the things that I, I heard one of the pundits
3: say when I was on the way over here today, uh, immediately following the game was... Mike Ashley obviously wants to sell the team. And so why not save the money of having to pay Steve Bruce out the rest of his contract and hire someone new? Yeah. When you can just sell the fucking team
1: and let them fire him and let them worry about it. Yeah, Yeah,
3: absolutely. So it's very strange. The whole thing's weird. I think Steve Bruce is kind of checked out, to be honest with you. I don't think he really gives a shit anymore. For all I know, he's walking in going, please fire me. I just I can't do this.
1: That that's also one of those scenarios too, where if you looked at what would be a proper firing and what would impact the team, firing Steve Bruce and bringing somebody in, I think would instantaneously change Newcastle's form. Absolutely, I, mean, I like. You know what I
3: think they should that, do? I think they should bring Rafa back. If I'm trying to sell the club, and I look at where what our position is and what our prospects are, you bring Rafa back. I think it, it, that form improves. Isn't that a much more tasty proposition? It is. For a potential new owner? Aubameyang scored twice from open play. Fan-fucking-tastic. Bakuyasaka got the other goal. Well-fucking-done. Another clean sheet. That's three or four in a row now. Very excited. Very happy. We'll be seeing you top seven lot uh, here shortly, guy. Okay?
1: Wow. That might be the shortest review Sam Graham has ever given for a pro arsenal agenda. I got to
3: run and masturbate real
1: quick. <laughs> It's time to tell you what little we know it is prediction time. Uh, the chicken hit. You and I missed. Yeah. And uh, Pat's bet was a big old hot mess. So uh, <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll get to that in a second. Um, Sam, you are down, down $969. Woo! What's it going to take to Three go million. ahead and <laughs> get that over a grand stud? He's really happy with himself. <laughs> That's funny. So happy with yourself. Um, so my cup of losers
3: just says fucking big Sam.
1: Fucking Big Sam.
3: That was the first part of my parlay that fell down was Wolves beating West Brom. All right. And for my bet this week, sorry, I had to pose for a photo. Uh, Leicester City to beat Chelsea with Vardy to score. Okay. Just going to try to chip away at it this time. So it is a parlay. Uh, Leicester City to beat Chelsea um, with Vardy to score at plus 320.
1: Excellent. Uh, but so. just to just to chip away at it a little bit and, and see what happens. Lovely. So uh Pat's bet is voided because he picked a canceled match, a Monday <laughs> match, and a match that hasn't even been played fucking yet because it's coming up on this upcoming Thursday.
2: <laughs> well, I had Pat on the phone, but he just hung up on me. Oh so brilliant. absolutely
3: again. brilliant. Maybe the uh bookies popped in the house. <laughs> he had to hide. <coughs> Oh, no. And then no. he bitch button yeah.
1: <laughs> all right. Well, while she's taking care of that, I'll go ahead and put in, <clears throat> pardon me, my two couple losers. Um, one from last week was um, Now You Don't Die for a Penalty because I had Bruno Fernandez <laughs> to score. And then this one, very simple, very to the point. And I think it um, says something that we all in our hearts believe and just don't say enough. <laughs> Fuck off leads. <laughs> We have to remember, we all universally hate leads, right? Yes, absolutely. They forget. are the team that we love to hate. They are absolutely the team we love to hate. Especially when they have a racist goalkeeper. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the racist goalkeeper played, too. So you were like, ah, oh, come on. Need you to make more yeah. mistakes so we can mock you more. Where's Meslier at? What's happening? Uh, injured, I believe. Mm, um, unfortunate. I'm
4: we're trying to reach has a voicemail box that has not been set up yet. Maybe his phone
1: died. No, nah, he got a new phone. I know that. Uh oh. So why don't we go ahead and do my segment? And if yeah, we c- I'm
2: going to call him on his, uh, I'm supposed to usually call him on his work phone. Uh huh. But we'll go ahead and call him.
3: On the old personal line? Yeah.
2: Yeah. This is a tight segment.
3: A really tight segment.
2: <laughs> Pat, you there?
4: Yeah, I'm here. Hey. I called, I called your
2: work phone and it was like, no, we don't like you and hung up on me twice. Oh, uh, uh, uh,
4: probably not even on in the car probably lost his battery like on Saturday.
2: Oh, that's awesome. Excellent. Oh, yeah. Guess what?
4: Yeah, I got I got a new phone so there shouldn't be any sound issues with my current one.
2: All oh, right. good. Excellent. Well, I'll go ahead and play your sound. And now it's time for our degenerate
1: gambling friend Pat's pick of the week. How fucking drunk were you the night of the uh, Washington football team game, dude? You picked a fucking a game that didn't get played, a Monday night game, and then a game that hasn't even fucking played yet. You're a hot fucking mess.
4: That <laughs> whole uh, weekend is kind of a blur, man. I don't. <laughs> <like that.
3: laughs> well, luckily, the one thing that happened was canceled, so it's a push regardless. Yeah. So the whole bet's canceled anyway. Right. Yep. So yeah. so now you know what the
4: fuck you're betting on now, right? I do know what I'm betting on. All right, on. good. Sweet. All <laughs> right, all
1: right. Go, go for it. What you got for us this week?
4: All right, so since last week was a debacle, and me picking wrong games or games getting canceled because of COVID, uh, there's six games to pick from, and since technically I already picked one, uh, I'll retake it at its current odds, so it did come down a little bit at minus two, at minus 110, and uh, I'll take one more game that I really like. It's... Um, a lot to risk. 185 uh, minus 185 on the money line for Manchester United against Fulham. So that's a total. Me risking 295 to win 200, and, and uh, I'm currently down 761.
1: Yeah, so. you just want to take away. You know, you know what? You risk a little extra just to chip away at the total. It makes sense.
4: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And
3: can you just remind us of the uh, the game that you bet for Thursday? Uh, the Liverpool
1: Burnley game, right? Yeah, yeah. So Liverpool to win by two got it, it sh- which uh, could ha- should should happen i mean i will say the last time that uh um l- when uh, last season the only non-win liverpool had at anfield was burnley but i also don't think burnley's really in a good way right now either Mm-mm. so this is one of those good games for uh liverpool's front three to get back on the front foot and start scoring again that's yeah, what i'm sure yeah i would agree with that definitely <laughs> um but-
4: it's, it's minus two, so they got to the win by three. And
1: oh, got to win by a, three. Got it, got yeah, it. Yeah, they do two with the push. So. All right. Very good. Yeah, um, good, <laughs> man. Yeah. So um, real quick, just wanted to do uh, a quick shout out to you. You had recommended a documentary to me, and I just wanted to say thank you very much. Um, yeah, wasn't the it good? <laughs> The BG's documentary was on HBO. fucking fantastic. Is it the one on HBO? Yeah, yeah. it yeah, was, that was fucking fantastic. Wow, it was good. It was just very good cuz you forget all the music that they did before Saturday Night Fever and right. you forget that they are literally a disco band for five songs. That's it. Like
4: and uh, and their weren't. career was basically ruined by a slog jock freaking DJ what uh, in Cleveland, right I think.
1: Oh, it was the Chicago. The disco sucks. The guy uh, who blew right. up all the uh all the disco stuff. Yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah. That <laughs> uh basically- they had to cancel the uh, second uh, game because uh, the crowd just went on the infield, just wrecked the place.
1: Which was funny too, because you go, I, I've, I've, there's a a pod we listen to that talks about that whole thing going on, and then there's I eye, eyewitness accounts from people. They're like, there weren't disco records being thrown into the dumpster. It ended up just being a lot of R and B records. So kind of a uh, hints at something that uh, our current society is right now. <laughs> like, yeah. Ah let's, let's, let's blame, let's blame the other people for everything instead of ourselves, you know? Yeah. So, well, Now I watch a lot of documentaries in
4: general and music documentaries. And yeah, when I watched that done, I was like, oh, Sam's got to watch this. It's freaking fantastic.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was remarkable. And then just the, the production side of everything and how they came up with the ideas for the songs and the, adding the falsetto and the, the kind of really R&B background that that band of guys had, it was just, um I was blown away. Very blown away. It was it was it was a really great doc to watch. And for anybody who knows who thinks they know who that band was, Go watch that documentary. It was really good. So thank you for recommending that one, Patty. I appreciate
4: yeah, no it. Yeah, the problem. I, I didn't even know what they were Australian, right? I I, I yeah. thought they were freaking American the whole time.
1: English, <laughs> English slash Australian. They were English that moved to Australia that moved back to England, but they're kind of that thing. So well, and you know what yeah.
4: Australians are known
1: for?
3: What? Uncircumcised cocks, like the one in your backyard. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Very good. All right, Pat. We'll talk to you next week, brother.
4: All uh, right, man, take it easy. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, that was my attempt at a transition Heard, yeah <laughs> well, you know, That's the reason why I drive the bus <laughs> I blame your shitty betting on my loss Because I you, you picked the same fucking game as me So I ended up getting fucked oh, over so, There we go um, Problem is, is I did it again But When you use my tried and true system
0: Big Sam's Lock of the week
1: 30% of the time it works 100% of the time I need a winner Nice and easy Unfortunately, it's the game you fucking picked. Give me Jamie F. and Vardy to score at plus one and 125. That'll get me just short of uh, of being even. So just nice and easy. All I need a goal. Don't need a win. Just need him to score. Gotcha. But you picked him to score, which means he's not going to score, and I'm going to be fucked.
3: I don't think he's going to score.
1: No, no, that's not how it works I good, out. I
3: have a good feeling about that. Um,
1: um, that was a fun segment, but we give you a chicken. <laughs>
2: I'm guessing it's a nameless chicken because usually she gets a better intro than that. Well, no, sometimes it's just got to be simple
1: and sweet. You weren't on the ball. He better.
2: Uh, Well, here I am talking about how Kitty gets back to her winning ways and currently sits at eight and ten. Now for the midweek, I gave Kitty Man U traveling to London to face Fulham. Now, Kitty showed me a picture, yes, Graham, an actual photograph Wow! of her with Jennifer Saunders on the set of Absolutely Fabulous.
1: You probably don't even, do you know that show, nope. Sammy? No, see, Fabulous Show. It was Absolutely Fabulous, <laughs> one would dare say.
2: Well, they were drinking vodka and screaming for Patty while Patty! chanting, Glowing, glory, man united. So obviously, Savath, the Red Devils, and Kitty is picking them to win as well.
1: Um, absolutely fabulous. Two British women that are sauced the entire time. It was,
2: oh, really was absolutely fabulous. Loosely based on a uh, EB and myself. With that being said, <laughs> please everyone always remember to gamble legally and responsibly. <laughs>
3: All right, so they counted the weekend and the midweek as one fantasy week. Right. So the it's not over yet.
1: Yeah, it's not over until the makeup game of Villa and Newcastle Correct. on Saturday. Saturday, so it's almost like a whole three sets of games. Just about. Yeah, right.
3: yeah. yeah. Uh, so the unfortunate part though is they did total up the scores as of today already, mm-hmm. uh, and that leaves you in the very precarious position of being down by thirty-one points to me in the original Du Derby. Mm-hmm. I am up 52 to 21 currently. Uh, Rob and Geckel are firmly in a battle at 35 to Rob, 34 to Geckle so -hmm. far. Um, You have 33 to 17, Alberto over Her Majesty. Um, Smokey, 26-18 over Chris at the moment. JB almost doubling up Taylor, actually more than doubling up Taylor, at 48 to 23. Uh, duh, 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 Russ narrowly edging out Kenny, thirty nine to thirty eight so far. Ray down twenty six to thirty two to Brody, <laughs> and then Keith coming back with a vengeance, fifty three to thirty four over Elliot at the moment. Um. So, like I said, we still got the midweek to go. Right. This isn't finished, uh, and we will be recap it more, on Monday. More than happy to make fun of everybody. Uh, next Monday.
1: What's um What's uh Taylor's team name this week? You know he normally uh, changes
3: <laughs> His team name is pretty good this week. Uh, just my tip.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: well, pretty good. Pretty good.
2: It's okay Matip. Jo-
1: Joel Matip. Just, <laughs> just, just <my> tip. <laughs> <laughs> and and Sam, I love it. And Sam, I'm willing to uh, lose to you again, like I had lost you earlier in the season. Correct. Because if it works out the way it normally works out, you fucking go on a nosedive and lose lose like three or four in a row. So if Not it true. means you're gonna shit the fucking bed. Obama Yang's back scoring, bro. Yeah, yeah. You <laughs> okay. go ahead, go ahead and enjoy that moment. It ain't going to be much Lo- longer. I
3: loved that trade. Ozel it has- was
1: all I could do to keep my fucking wits about me when we were talking about it. Ozil has moved on, and now that Fortnite chair is just waiting for ABBA to take it over, man. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Uh, all right. So that's about going to wrap it up, Sammy. Any parting words? Uh, no, not really. Don't have anything going on.
3: Uh, everybody that is in our area, please be safe on Wednesday. Uh, keep your wits about you.
1: Make sure you know what's going on because you never know what the fuck's going to happen. Yeah, very good. Other than that, uh, have a blessed <coughs> day. Well, I'll, uh, I'll add a little something. Uh, please go to our Twitter. Look at the top of our, our page for the pin tweet. Oh, that is this weekend. isn't and it? Yes, it is. Yep. Um, I'm sorry. We're going to be doing the FA cup show here shortly, which will get released on Thursday, but between now and Friday, because Friday is when the match is you get a chance, you're feeling a little charitable, you want to hook up a uh, a club that really isn't going to get their gate and get the benefit that they're supposed to get for the reward of making it to the fourth round yep. and having a premier league club in their building. Look up the tweet, Chorley FC, the link is there. Go buy yourself a virtual ticket, help out help out the club and they're raffling off shirts and all that kind of stuff too, so you know, you could win a little prize out of it as well if you're lucky.
2: And if you missed the interview with Ben, we do have it in its entirety on YouTube, complete with the Zoom chat. Yep. Next, yeah, there you uh,
1: go. DU Football Show on YouTube. Go to that and uh, subscribe. Absolutely. And we also,
3: uh, like I said, um, uh, at the beginning of the show, it's at DU Football Show on Twitter. Uh, so make sure you find that... Um, Find that so you can see the tweet pinned to the top there, and Absolutely. Uh, easy access. We'll put it, to it in the link. group.
1: We'll put it in the group, and we'll tweet it again. I have already purchased my tickets for myself and producer Mel. I know you're getting ready to purchase your tickets for you and as your soon lovely as I bride. Get home.
3: Yep, I will so, do mine as soon as I get home. Uh,
1: lowest tier, you can just buy a ten dollar, uh, t- a ten pound ticket. So a twelve fifty ticket, nice and simple. Yep, great, great way uh, to help they, out their club. They do
3: offer a ten pound plus ten dollar donation, which we would recommend. That's what yep. we're doing. Yep, um, that's what we. That's what I did. They need it. Yeah. They very much need it. Uh so but what anything that you could do to help I'm also going to try to find their store and buy a scarf for or something from them to try <laughs> to help help out that way as well. Um but just you
1: know we're going to be checking in with them
3: uh as often as we can because
1: of of their kindness to us. Uh Thursday look out for two shows. They'll be well, actually no, look out for one show. There will be the FA Cup preview for the weekend's action. And then, of course, up next is Injury Time, where we're going to preview the midweek games, the kind of make-up part of the schedule. I guess you can call it week 19-ish, in a way. Yep. And, uh, Sam, if somebody wants to find that, how do they do that?
3: It's very easy, actually. You just get on your internet browser and search for www.patreon.com backslash Football Show and sign up to either of the top two tiers to access Injury Time. The top tier, the $9 tier, it's 10 is too fucking much you'll be able to get uh, a few other extras uh, as well so just look at the descriptions and uh, figure out what's best for you
1: <laughs> if you have to pause was it wasn't that easy Till next week everybody he's such a dick
0: born in the land of Bowie, Maryland bred to be a fan of fucking Everton What you in the eye and drink your rye Sam. Dunn. Sam Houston. Arsenal fans have another Sam. Great a the fucking gooner Graham. Stuff of a lord. But straight and shorts. Sam, Sam Graham, Sam Graham.